I hate the idea of starting this by saying 2020 was a really weird year, because we all know that and it goes without saying. Maybe it's because of my fear of being unoriginal, of repeating something that everyone already knows, that everyone has said a million times by now. It makes me feel like I'm Walmart sending a promotional email to everyone alive to say something so universally true, but such a cloying understatement. Because the thing is, we all didn't go through the same thing in 2020. The sweeping event was the same, but the impact on each person was wildly different based on their financial situation, their job, whether they lived with family or friends or alone, or a million other things. I often find myself thinking, I made the best of my situation, but what actually happened is that my situation is what allowed me to thrive. I was extremely fortunate to remain employed, to be able to work remotely, to have a comfortable workspace in my home, and especially to be living with close friends who I had a lot of fun with and I don't know how to acknowledge that without feeling very guilty. But the truth is, having so much time at home with nothing else to do, no plans, no one else to see but my roommates, it gave me the chance to explore some things I hadn't allowed myself to before. It wasn't anything very monumental. I didn't have a gender crisis or finish writing a novel or something, but I let myself play with frivolous things I used to think would be a waste of precious time. I think it had a lot to do with not being in public, with having no plans and no social situations to worry about being perceived as cool and normal in. I found the space to let myself grow a little closer to the person I want to be, who cared a lot less about whether certain things were for me or my kind of thing, and just explored whatever sounded fun. I've got a long list, but there was one thing I wanted to get out of the way up front because I'm actually going to be talking about it probably later this week. If you know me to a certain degree, you might have thought this was something I've been doing my whole life, but no, it was strictly a new pandemic activity for me. It was something I'd sort of silently sworn I'd never do. I wrote a boatload of fanfiction. Like I said, I will be talking about that later this week, but I can't not address it in a rundown of things I did over the pandemic, because I started in March of 2020 and never stopped, and it's been the one consistent thing that has been such a source of joy for me and has quietly changed me in incalculable ways. Most things weren't so transformative, like a slight growth in my interest in makeup. One small gateway activity was learning how to put on liquid eyeliner. It was simply something I'd never done, probably because in the past I'd tried it once or twice, did a shit job, and gave up. I never put a lot of time or money into makeup, but I bought myself an eyeliner pen and a nice eyeshadow palette, and sometimes I'd just put on a full face of makeup to hang around in the house. This, somewhat mixed with my ever-growing obsession with fiction podcasts, transformed into dabbling in cosplay. I'd been watching a lot of TikToks, and specifically TikToks in the fan spaces for the things I was into, and you know what? A lot of people are very good at cosplay. I previously had this perception about it that it was something that either took a lot of money, a lot of artistic talent, or both. It felt pretty unattainable to me, not to mention the inherent shame I had about sinking a lot of time and effort into fandom-related things. But some people are also clearly just having a good time with what they have in their closet. I found that the format of cosplay TikTok allowed a lot of people to play around with it very casually. TikTok is going to throttle your video quality anyway, so it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to hold up to the scrutiny of judgmental eyes at a convention. It can sort of be whatever you want. So when the passion struck me, I'd set aside a night to get into some wacky little costume of a podcast character and lip sync to some canon audios and popular songs for the character. I don't think the product is anywhere near up to snuff with what a lot of really talented people put out, but it was just one of those things that I had never really done before that I relished giving myself the chance to try. 
But again, I wasn't on my own throughout all this time. As someone who has always had online friendships, I actually loved that everyone else was suddenly positioned to figure out how friendships they were used to having in person had to be relegated to video calls. Even people who lived far away who you didn't even see in person a lot were reaching out to plan Zoom hangs, simply because that barrier had been broken across the board. I'll also be expanding on this one at a later date, but another shining piece of joy throughout the pandemic for me was that very early on, one group of my friends got into a reliable habit of having long, drunken Zoom hangs every Thursday night. I'd say it was probably until I moved to New York that we rarely missed a Thursday. My group of internet friends also had a bit of a renaissance as people started to get sent home from school or work, so we started a discord that returned to a state of liveliness reminiscent of our teenage years in our Facebook group. And of course, my roommates and I did get up to our own personal brand of shenanigans to the best of our ability. We found ways to pass the time when we really wished we could be having our friends over for dinners and holidays and our trademark-themed parties. At first, it was a lot of me roping Sarah into making TikToks with me. One that sticks out was when I made her make a shot-for-shot -shot recreation of the opening scene from the 2004 BBC musical TV show Blackpool with me. And for some reason, that video just did not do well numbers-wise. I urge you to go find it on my YouTube channel or my TikTok because we put a lot of time into it and it looks like shit, but you know what? I'm proud of it and I love it. One thing that we did a lot was blind taste tests. I don't really remember where that came from, but I think it started with hard seltzers. We did a ton of those, tasting them against each other without knowing the brands, sometimes without knowing the flavors and ranking them based on taste alone, figuring out which brands had the best mango or lime or whatnot. We hosted a couple of murder mysteries over Zoom, making everyone get into costume and character and sit in front of their computer screens to play through a game as if we were in the same room. Once in the dead of winter, we did what we called our Day of Games, where all four of us contributed ideas for challenges we'd compete in all afternoon and evening, including a challenge resembling the show Chopped, a cocktail competition, and other various drinking games as the night got on. This is all to say, I kind of had fun being stuck at home for so long. It's something that I hear said about creativity in general, that sometimes innovation blooms from limitations more than it would if you had all the resources in the world. I was so seriously privileged that, for me, the pandemic was a strange, unexpected break from life. A reset button that allowed me to sit back and take stock of a lot of things without the constant feeling that everyone else was rocketing forward around me and leaving me behind with my head spinning. I'm lucky that the shape it took for me was something that bred growth and a sense of leniency for myself, knowing that all the pressure we put on ourselves every day doesn't really matter when the world tilts on its axis. This has been day two of the February Project September edition, a mini podcast where I make an audio piece of 10 minutes or less every day in the month of September 2021. And every single plane in the city has just taken off from every airport in New York within the last 10 minutes, and I don't understand why.